0: Hello, my name is Ted Yeomans, and I am an ordained minister of reconciliation and appointed Jesus Christ CEO. This message was given to me for the purpose of participating with Holy Spirit and you, a fellow CEO, to further build up into one holy temple, a dwelling place of God on earth as it is in heaven. This message is entitled Reaching Our Promised Land. I'm super, super excited for this message, and I think I've waited 20 years to give it. So really excited to share this message. We're going to look at four factors in Caleb's life that were essential to him reaching the promised land that the Lord showed him. These same elements are true for us today, and I believe that his life will challenge, it has challenged me, these four factors, and I believe it's going to challenge you to never give up the good fight. As a CEO, you were anointed before your birth with a promised land, and therefore you have been an anointed to number one, be changed. These are the four factors to lead, to wait, and to fight. I spoke at a men's ministry about 2007, and I had been reading these scriptures and just really marinating on them. And I asked them, Where did the Israelites go once they left captivity, their slavery? Um, assignment in Egypt. And virtually every man in the uh, men's ministry said, well, they went to the desert. In fact, what the truth is, is that the Israelites were taken from captivity, from their slave reality, and the Lord took them directly to the promised land and showed them what he had already given them. And we find that um, in the book of Numbers, in Numbers 14. In other words, before the creation of the world, you were, we were predestined not only to be adopted as a child of God, but you were knit together in your mother's womb for a specific purpose. And that purpose is to reach your promised land, to reach my pl- promised land that God has already given us. He's already planned it from before the creation of the world. You've signed up as a Christian. To, um, to reach that promised land. Let me just tell you a little bit about me. I'm an adoption attorney, and the Lord has shown me a massive vision of expanding adoption across America, to raising up um, hundreds of other lawyers um, who practice the way that we practice. Uh, I won't go into the details of it, but it, 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 it's so much more than that. It, it's overwhelming. In fact, it seems most on most days impossible to achieve. And, of, of course, without the Lord, it is impossible. But there is a something in my spirit that just burns it from the time I was saved, from the time I was adopted, and I believe this is true. Maybe not for every one of you CEOs, but I, believe, I do believe that there is a, a, a God-ordained, deep, Um, yearning to create something that's even bigger than your imagination. So this takes us to the familiar story in Numbers 13, uh, verses 1 through 2, where the Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land in Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites, one from each tribe. But we now know that not all those same, all those um, spies had the same spirit as Joshua and Caleb. We know from the scripture that 10 of the 12 spies were more fearful of the obstacles in the promised land than they were faithful to the kingdom assignment. In Numbers 14, 9, Joshua and Caleb pled with them. They pled with these other spies saying, do not rebel against the Lord. Do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will swallow them up. Their protection is gone. The land or the Lord is with us and do not be afraid of them. He is giving us this land. I believe when the Lord showed me the vision for my life and why I was saved, why he created me just like you, I believe for a moment, even for a nanosecond, we believed it. We could see ourselves in that land. The Lord showed us something that was, you know, amazing. And there was something in our heart that jumped. Well, I've seen that. I saw that 25 years ago. And, and that's what I call my the promised land. So the question is, Which one of the spies are you? Which one of the spies am I? Am I going to make um, this bold statement um, that as a J.C. CEO that I believe I am a Caleb? Yes, I make that statement and I make that statement over you. If the spirit of Jesus living in you has drawn you to this platform, to this movement, I believe there is a different spirit in you. I don't think you would have started this platform. I don't think you would have gone through module one and, and started module two or completed module two if there wasn't a different spirit in you. In Numbers 14, 24, the Lord said of Caleb, but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land that he went into and his descendants will inherit it. Interesting phrase, because he followed me wholeheartedly, I believe that there is this difference, and the difference is huge. Um, I believe that it's true. My experience being one of the JC CEOs has really made the promised land more attainable or more believable for me because I'm surrounded by other Caleb's. I know that we will never give up on our promised land that he's shown us. I know that we will never quit because of fatigue, setbacks, disappointments, or even our own personal failures. Fear of not achieving the promised land will not cause us to give up prematurely. We will not wait or we will wait and not lose faith because the Lord is not because he's not moving as fast as we think he should. We will finish our race until we have no breath in our lungs. This confidence in me comes from other fellow JC CEOs, other Caleb's that I have that are going. There's almost like a... A wake of confidence being around the leaders, the J.C. CEOs and that consecration, that dedication that you made um, to the Lord. And when you dedicated your life and you dedicated the business that he gave to you, I believe that you have made that same declaratory statement um, and the Lord's making that same declaration over you. I'm going to give you your promised land. So let's look at these four factors. Caleb had to witness and experience the loss or the death of all fear and doubt. In Numbers 14:29 through 34, the Lord, the Lord told Moses to say to the people of Israel, the bodies of every one of you 20 years old or more will fall in this desert. Not one of you will enter the land I swore to you with uplifted hands to make your home except Caleb and Joshua. Your children will be shepherds here for 40 years, suffering for your unfaithfulness until the last of your bodies falls. For 40 years, one year for each of the 40 days that you explored the land that I want to give you. Therefore, Caleb had to watch all of his friends, all of his family members die for the next 40 years. He had to grieve the loss of those who didn't have faith, those who doubted, but... um, but he did it because the promised land, God's kingdom assignment on his life was bigger than even family or friends. Number two, Caleb had to learn to become a leader. In a sense, he had to become almost an adoptive father to all these younger Israelites. As he saw the fathers, the mothers, the aunts, the uncles, the adults in this community get weaned out and uh, threshed out by the Lord over these next 40 years. He had to coach and train and lead that next generation. In fact, one of the other CEOs said to me, you know, Ted, he asked me, who do you think trained Israel to fight all these kids who were, well, kids at that time, 20 years or younger? He goes, I believe it was Caleb. We don't read much in the scripture about Caleb, but he was silent. Throughout that 40 years, you didn't hear what he was doing, but we know that he believed in the promised land so greatly that he was training that next generation to lead and to be conquerors because he knew he was going to cross that Jordan River and go into it. The third factor is Caleb had to wait 40 years, actually 45 years. Caleb was 40 years old when the Lord said, um, "Send Israel into the desert to wander, and he heard those words of Moses saying, that they would uh, be in the desert for 40 years, one for each day that they spied the promised land out. Then he spent five more years fighting in the promised land. That means Caleb had to wait 80 until he was 85 years old um, to be back in the land that he was confident the Lord had given him 45 years earlier. The question that the, that, that, that the Spirit asked me when I was reading this scripture maybe 20 years ago um, is, will you wait, Ted? Will you wait even 45 years, to obtain or to attain or to achieve what I have shown you. And I instantly said, yes, Lord, I will wait until, if I'm 85 or or older, I'm going to wait, because it's worth the fight. The fourth factor is, in fact, that Caleb had to fight. Once he entered the promised land, the book of Joshua documents the numerous battles Israel won over the kings of the east of the Jordan and the west. Those listed in Joshua chapter 12 are two kingdoms east of the Jordan River and 31 kings and kingdoms west of the Jordan. So he was part of of amazing battles. But his fighting began when he was 80 years old as a warrior. Just going and, and just being a wrecking crew with Joshua and the rest of, of Israel through, through, that, um, through that promised land. So again, um, let's, let's, let's summarize these four factors. Um, first, we have to defeat all fear and all doubt in us before we fully enter the promised land. It's a requirement. We see that in, in, in Caleb's life. Second. We are growing as leaders. God has called us to lead. God has made us leaders. And he is going to, um, and he's going to raise us up. One thing that I've learned being a JC CEO, is that humility is one of the greatest attributes of a leader. And I'm embracing that more as we consecrate and give what we believe are our lives or our companies to Christ. It causes us to be humbled. In Luke 14, 11, Jesus says, he who humbles himself will be exalted. And if we didn't hear it the first time, he says it again in Luke 18, 14, where he states, he who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. Third, we have to wait. Um, Joshua showed us this. um, And my question to me and my question to you is, will we forego retirement? The so-called golden years in our life. Is uh, saving up enough money and retiring and and taking it easy and, and coasting to our finish line, is that really our goal? I mean, I really want you to ask it. I've been asking myself that same question, and I can unequivocally say to you as a brother in the Lord, as someone who sees a promised land, as someone who wants to attain that, unless the Lord would give me rest, unless he would put rest in the land as he did with Israel with me while I'm still living, but I have a feeling I will be fighting even once I enter a greater revelation of that promised land, are we going to um, never give up? And, and and Caleb basically never gave up. Fourth, will we fight? Caleb fought the necessary battles until the day he died for the territory the Lord promised him. As a CEO, we have a choice to quit. As Jesus Christ CEOs, we have consecrated our lives in his business back to to Jesus, and therefore we are anointed to win. W i n capital um, um, with a big a big uh, accent after that. Jesus doesn't lose; his companies don't lose. So when we entered into covenant with him, we took on the same spirit that ruled and reigned in Caleb, and we're going to reach our promised land. Let me leave you with this: the amazing words of Caleb in Joshua fourteen. These were the words that I mentioned earlier uh, that just changed my life, and I hope these words etch themselves into your heart and your spirit. Caleb said to Joshua, you know what the Lord said to Moses about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses sent me to explore explore the land, and I brought him back a report according to my convictions. But my fellow Israelites who went up with me made the hearts of the people melt in fear. I, however, followed the Lord, my God, wholeheartedly. So on the day Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever, because you have followed the Lord, my God, wholeheartedly. Now, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 40 years since that time that he said that to Moses, while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So I am here today, 85 years old, I am still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me out. I am just as vigorous to go out in battle now as I was then. Now give me this hill country and the Lord that the Lord promised me on that day, verse thirteen. Then Joshua blessed Caleb and gave him Hebron and his uh, as his inheritance. Um, I think those words uh, changed my life more than anything. And I want to just challenge you as brothers and sisters in the Lord that we're going to get to the promised land. But I think that we need to embrace the fact that we need to be changed. We need to learn to lead more. We need to wait. We need to be patient and never give up. And number four, we've got to fight. And we're going to fight until the day that we go home to be with the Lord. So I'd like to pray for you guys right now. Lord, you put a spirit of Caleb on me. You put a uh, spirit of Caleb on every brother and sister watching this platform. Our leader, the founder of this platform, I know in my heart is never going to give up. You'll never hear him talk about retirement, and I'm not going to talk about retirement. And Lord, every CEO that comes on to this platform, when they make that when they make that commitment, when they enter into covenant, when they give their life and consecrate their life and the business that you created for them, Lord, let them sign up with the spirit of Caleb and let them believe with all their heart that they will do everything in their power to change, to be changed, to get rid of all fear and all doubt, to learn to lead, to wait, and to fight. I pray that anointing on all of us in the name of Jesus. Amen.